This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not release the Hunter Biden laptop details on Friday. Elon Musk did. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. Well, if there's any justice, he will be. We're going to dive all the way in today, and it is going to be a radio food fight. Sean Davis is here. Uh, co-founder of the Federalist Arizona representative Andy Biggs in the house from the Fighting Fifth, and he is ready for a fight with Kevin McCarthy over who's going to be the leader in the House of Representatives. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. That was the last text he sent McCarthy. Uh, You and me, of course, on speaking terms. We're great friends. Uh, You are not my fan. You are my friend. I am a regular dude uh, inviting you back to our family meeting we call Fox Across America, where anybody can be a part of the family, a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian in between. All we ask is that you don't be a Happy Monday, everybody. Wow, what a weekend it was here in America. Just a couple of quick programming updates. I am hosting Kennedy tonight on the Fox Business Network. That was, of course, the show that gave me my start here on the Fox platform. Uh, I will be filling in for the K train. She's getting a well-deserved night off. Uh, But I will espouse a lot of her libertarian viewpoints in terms of getting Washington out of our lives. You know, Kennedy frequently likes to say, thanks, big government weenuses. Well, a lot of those big government weenuses uh, seem to have played a role in shaping the outcome of the 2020 election. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. You know what? They might. But I'm going to keep speaking truth to power, kids. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Now, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. I was on the five Friday. I was on the five filling in for Greg Gutfeld. I will be on his show tomorrow night at 11 o'clock. Myself and our lovable comedy dwarf getting the band back together on the highest rated late night show in the country. Well, Friday I was filling in for Greg, uh, you know, hanging out with Kennedy was on that panel. Jesse Waters, my man, was on the panel. Handsome Harold Ford. And, of course, Judge Jeanine was there, and she was thrilled with my performance. That is a lie. But the point is, while we were on the five, Elon was teasing the release of these Twitter documents, what the internal discussions looked like, who blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story. The answer is a lot of people. But everyone is missing, you know, the the forest through the trees. Okay, I knew Twitter was biased. I'm not shocked Twitter's biased. Okay, 99.4% of their campaign contributions go to Democratic politicians. The other almost 1% go to, you know, environmental stuff, and they want you to believe, oh, that's nonpartisan. Come on, don't bullshit me. Twitter was 100% liberal. Okay, their employees are wearing T-shirts that say, stay woke. Okay, we knew that. 
everybody who's trying to spin this as some other, well, it was Twitter, had nothing to do with the government, you don't have any proof it was the FBI. Here's what we know, okay, without even diving into specifics, which we're going to do all day today, but let me just give you the top-line thoughts, as Harris Faulkner would say. I'll be on her show Thursday. This is like a giant Jimmy Fallon infomercial is what it is. Uh, But the truth is, again, I'm a hot TV guest. People love me. That is offensive, and it is not true. Fine, but stick with me. Okay, the top line thought here. Okay, yes, we know Twitter censored this document. Okay, without verifying whether or not it was true. Okay, they just said you can't talk about it because this is potentially damaging to a Democrat candidate. Okay, it's election interference by any definition. If you care about the protecting democracy, as they always say, oh, we're protecting democracy. That's what we're doing here in the Democrat Party. Democrats are so full of crap. They really are, because if you're protecting democracy, you are losing your mind over the fact that they interfered. It was a game-changing pass interference call, but the referees swallowed their whistle Because they had money on one of the teams. That's what we know. Okay, Twitter didn't have any proof whatsoever that this was Russian disinformation. Uh, And if you look at the dissemination of these documents and these conversations, they openly acknowledge that. You know what else they acknowledged? That they were having weekly meetings with the FBI over potential disinformation. Oh, wow. Now, this is significant. Why? Because something else in these documents that you need to know about is that Republicans had this access. The Trump campaign did have access to Twitter to say, hey, that is patently brazenly false. You shouldn't let it circulate. And they could make those requests. Now, the difference, I'm going to play you sound of even MSNBC admitting this, is that the Democrats obviously had a lot more sway with Twitter. They had a lot more contact They had a lot more interaction, and quite frankly, they had a lot more sympathy when it came to Twitter. Tell it like it is. Okay, but understand, that's not the story here. The story is that Joe Biden is a corrupt president. That's the story. I don't care. Great. Twitter's bias. Was it Elon? Did Matt Taibbi do something? with? No, it doesn't matter. Okay, we're all now acknowledging that the Hunter Biden laptop is real, which means the emails are real, which means the whole, hey, we're giving a kickback to the big guy is real. Bingo. That's where the focus should be. Are you the big man, Joe? It's the only question we should be asked this morning. But instead, the entirety of the media gave this the old shutout. Do you remember the sting? Remember the the, the sting is an Oscar winning movie. Written by David Ward. Great guy. Wrote Major League. Wrote Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, He wrote uh, Butch Cassidy and Sunget Dance Kid. He's a great. But but the sting. We'll give him the old shutout. No, no. We'll give him the old shutout. The media. The media took a story. A bombshell released on Friday. That shows big tech colluded with the Democratic Party to censor a story potentially damaging to a Democrat president. Or a potential one at that point. And gave the entire country the old shutout. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, understand. This matters. Doesn't You don't have to be a Republican. You don't have to be a Democrat. It's like my show. I'm not, a, I'm not an activist, dude. Look at me. Okay, political campaigns with big money. They're not counting on a cab driver 
whose signature achievement in life is beating Mike Tyson in Nintendo in 1987. They don't have me on the air to sway elections. They have me on the air because I am one of you. This is like a simulation. What if we took a regular guy and just airdropped him into the middle of the biggest media platform in the world and just let him interact with everybody else? I believe there are people larger than us wearing lab coats watching me converse with you every day going, wow, this is something. This is some experiment. Seems to be going good some, some, somehow. I don't know how. Okay, I am not here. I am not here to get you to vote Trump or vote Republican. I don't care. I shouldn't be in charge. But all of us, all of us are getting screwed by the way we're doing this. Because do you understand if the president's compromised, we're all compromised. That's true. That is true. Not just the Republicans, not just the Democrats, not just the Libertarians. All of us are compromised. He knows what he's talking about. And we have data on this laptop that says we're compromised. Okay, Hunter Biden is selling access to our government. Ukraine is trying to do business with our government. Hunter Biden gets appointed to their board. Does Hunter Biden speak the Ukrainian language? The answer would be no. Has Hunter Biden any background whatsoever in power companies? The answer would be no. But his dad happened to be the vice president of the United States at the time. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And you understand we didn't vet the story. The media shut it down. This is where the media can be a enemy of the people. Okay, we were denied as Americans an attempt to run the Carfax three weeks before a purchase. We're purchasing a president through the mail, by the way, which I would never advocate. Okay, but we're purchasing a president. We're three weeks away from signing on the dotted line as a country, and we're like, hey, can we look at the Carfax? And the media was like, no. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did us. They censored the New York Post's account. They censored your ability to share it, my ability to share it. Facebook did it. Twitter did it. Okay, they blacked it out on NBC, CNN. If you remember, the Washington Post and the New York Times wrote lengthy op-eds about why they weren't going to cover it because it was Russian disinformation. And then what did they do when the election was over? They admitted it was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Dude, I'm your teammate. You could be listening to this, but I don't like this guy. A lot of drops. Who's that little kid? Is that his kid? That's bad parenting. Okay? But stick with me. Okay? Whether you agree with this or not, whether you find it entertaining or not, the fact remains, I'm your teammate, dude. I'm in the locker room with you getting dressed every day. This is America. The people who represent us in Washington, we are the employers. We employ them. We conducted a job interview where somebody kicked down the door and said, you can't ask the application these questions. Nope. And we're like, wait, what? No, can't do it. And you understand we all suffer because of that. But the reason everybody was okay with it in the short term in 2020 is everybody is a prisoner of the moment now. We live in such a hyper-partisan time that it's so much more important to beat the other team than it is to get it right. And that's what's happened. We've lost sight of the fact that we're all teammates. You could be, you know, a hardcore conservative, you know, 2A, you got 712 guns in your house, Fossil fuels, fossil fuels, fossil fuels. You are a teammate with that far left Democrat who wants to bring their five-year-old kid to a drag show on Saturday night. That's not right. It's not right that they want to do it in theory, but you are a teammate. We live in America. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. It's not we all agree. 
It's that uh, we're all free-range chickens. Do whatever you want. Believe whatever you want. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, we're supposed to be the team that nobody wants to play. We're supposed to be the team, you know, people might think they want to play. They might, wow, we could take a... Yeah. And then we get off the school bus, the finely creased uniforms, and all of our cleats hit the pavement at the same time in sync, and every single parent in the bleachers looks at us and goes, oh, that's who we're supposed to be. But now the team that nobody wants to play is playing each other. We're fighting each other to the death. We've lost sight of what matters. We've lost sight of that common good. And now the team that nobody wants to play has a head coach that nobody wants to follow. Okay, the guy is an absolute disaster. Biden sucks. Inflation is at a 40 year high. The borders wide open. Okay, we're facing baby formula shortages to this day. Gas is a dollar 40 higher than the day he took office. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. And we're only in this position because for a lot of people beating Donald Trump was more important than anything else that happened in the world. Anything else. we got to beat them. doesn't matter whether they break in the rules. What do you mean state legislatures are changing the laws? Who cares? We're going to beat Trump. What do you mean they're using COVID as an excuse to juice the vote? We're doing ballot harvesting. We're doing drive-through voting like it's a McDonald's at 2 in the morning. Oh, you know, you get stoned, you go to Taco Bell. Nowadays, you get stoned and you go vote. What the hell is the world coming to? It's not supposed to go on this way. And this morning, the fact that the media has retreated to the same predictable corners, one side of the country isn't covering it, and the percentage of them that who, who are are just attacking conservatives for caring. We're not acknowledging what we now know to be true. CBS, okay, CBS says the, the Joe Biden, uh, Hunter Biden laptop is real. Correct the mundo. The New York Times says it's real. Correct the mundo. The Washington Post says it's real. Correct the mundo. Think about that. Fox News was telling you it was real from word one. Why? Because in 2020, the director of national intelligence told us it was real. Correct the mundo. So do you understand we're fighting over how Elon Musk disseminated this information? Oh, a billionaire has all this say. They're only doing that to distract and obfuscate from the real point. Okay, the team that nobody wants to play has a compromised head coach. Okay, according to these emails, the head coach is compromised. And compound that with the fact that he shouldn't be behind the wheel in the first place because he's run everything into the ground. And I've told you this before. I've told you this again. I'm not your enemy. You are my American teammate. Like, I legit care about you. I'm new to media. I'm not here to show for one side. I don't care. I'm going home to play video games with my son, assuming the bus that the team nobody wants to play doesn't run me over on the way because we've got some unqualified, compromised buffoon behind the wheel. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. 
Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics Total Tea will boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Well, if you wanted to know why Elon Musk is about to place a help wanted ad for a food taster, it's because he not only published these documents, but he dished the dirt on Twitter spaces. Here is Musk explaining the outline, the lead up to the 2020 election. Clip one. There appears to have been a double standard where um, where Democrats were not censored and, and, and left causes were not censored, but right right causes and, and Republicans were. Um, and it was, and I think this is frankly obvious to anyone who uses Twitter without any expose of Twitter files. It's the behavior you'd expect from a company that is essentially a distillation of San Francisco politics. Did you hear that? Company is basically a distillation of San Francisco politics, but he takes it a step further. And this is the part that should matter. Everyone who says they're defending democracy. Oh, we're defending democracy. That is a fact check false. If you're defending democracy, you would be losing your mind this morning. Here is Elon Musk saying this is the very definition of election interference. Clip two. If Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, shutting down dissenting voices um, on a pivotal election, that is the very definition of election interference. I mean, what the hell else would you? Of course. It's like, yes. Um, you know, that, that frankly, Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democratic National Committee. It was absurd. Did you hear that? Honestly, if you're listening to the show, because you're like, ah, oh, I see this guy on Fox News. He wears the wacky shirts. He's so dumb and goofy. I'll give it a shot. Okay, I am your teammate. Think for yourself here. I am not trying to pull you to the Republican side of the argument. And any Democrat that tells you Elon Musk is like a Republican, no, he's not. Elon Musk is the patron saint of electric cars. Okay, that's a Democratic initiative. Every That's the way, my most popular tweet to this day at the top of my Twitter feed is 203,000 likes because I had tweeted like months ago, Elon Musk is buying Twitter and everyone freaking out drives a Tesla. <laughs> That's the fun. It's true. That's the insanity of this. Think of Alyssa Milano last week. She's like, I'm getting rid of my Tesla because of Elon Musk. Do you know how many tweets people posted of Alyssa Milano saying, I love Elon Musk in 2015, 2019, 2020. Elon Musk's the best. But then she announced last week she was getting rid of her Tesla and replacing it with a Volkswagen because Twitter is favorable towards Nazis. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Volkswagen, to their credit, a much better company today, was founded by Nazis way back in the day. 
Okay, much better company now. But the point is she was demonstrating her lack of uh, maybe a a grasp of the subject matter. That's like saying Dave Chappelle's jokes are offensive. So from now on, I'm going to watch a tasteful comedian like Bill Cosby. You're like, wait, what? what? Did you even hear that? But this is what we're talking about here. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Elon Musk is not a Republican operative. He's not some right wing strongman, and neither am I. Okay, this was the very definition of election interference. They did it to get their guy in. Okay, and to make matters worse, we're still not even having a discussion about what's in the laptop, which is compromising information on the president. I don't care about Hunter. Yeah, oh, Hunter's got problems. We all know that. Hunter's a dirtbag. Of course, but Joe Biden is the bigger one. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here is MSNBC, of all places, to their credit, acknowledging that Twitter had a much closer relationship with Democrats than Republicans. So let's just get this out of the way. They were favoring the Democrats. But if we spend a month fighting over clips like this, which I won't, we're going to lose focus on what matters. Now, you know who's not going to lose focus on what matters? The Republican-controlled House. They are going to investigate. You understand In the run-up to this election, the only thing that mattered was to get Trump out and just get him out. We got to get him out. Get him out of there. We got to get him out. Okay, well, the good news is they got him out. Okay, the bad news is they got him out. (laughs) That has ultimately resulted in what? Republicans taking back control of the House, and they are now looking into this. Why? Because the American people, not the Republican Party, not Donald Trump, okay, Trump's already screwed it up for himself. I mean, you're going to get mad at me for saying this, but anybody who read Trump's Truth Social post, okay, when you talk about unforced errors, Trump posted on Truth Social that this is grounds to invalidate the 2020 election and have a new one. And if that's not the case, we have to throw out the rules, even if it means the ones in the Constitution. Now, guys, I understand they wronged Trump. I'm agreeing with you. But if you think you win anybody over to the cause by saying it's time to rip up the Constitution, you're missing the point. The point is not, okay, that the election is stolen. The point is that Biden is compromised and we were denied an opportunity as the American people to vet him. Now, yes, that may taint the outcome of the election, but it's not the same thing as them stealing it. I don't want to have a semantic debate with you because the truth is, let's say I come around to your point of view and I go, fine, you got me. It's stolen. Is that actually going to change the outcome of the election? The answer would be no. No. Okay, but what needs to change is our collective intellectual curiosity when it comes to Joe Biden and his compromising associations through his son, Hunter. I agree with that. But here's Brendan Buck, at least to his credit, saying, obviously, the Democrats were in bed with Twitter. Clip five. There is a long-running theme through Republican politics right now that big tech has censored conservatives, uh, the term shadow banning, uh, all these things that people talk about how uh, free speech from just conservatives has has been muzzled. And I think they're going to use this, whether or not it actually shows anything of that. What, I think what it does show is that had a much has a close relationship with Democrats, much closer relationship than with Republicans. And that is enough. That is enough to have Republicans say, aha, 
I, I, this is exactly what we have been talking about. Um, we, we have been cast aside. People are, are, are censoring our speech. Listen, he's telling the truth. They have been censoring conservative speech. But that's not the fight we should be having. Okay? Michael Steele this is a dope. Used to be an RNC chair. Now he does hits on MSNBC. Does some shows over at Sirius. We run a lot of the same social circles. He's a dope. He's a sellout. He's a guy like, you know, he's he's a MSNBC Republican, which is like a CNN Republican. Okay? A CNN Republican is like a chicken that works on the board at Popeye's. They're not going to those board meetings with the best interests of their fellow chickens in mind. I think he's got a point. Okay, that's these guys. When they go on these shows, they go on as, I'm branded a Republican, and I'm going to take every single Democrat position. Michael Steele makes a living by taking the Democratic side as a Republican. That's the gig. Okay. Michael Steele is a Democrat at heart. He is horrified that his side could be in trouble because he's one of the guys that was calling this Russian disinformation. He's not going to jail or anything. But the point is their side could lose power over something like this. So his argument now is that Elon Musk releasing this information is undermining free speech. Do you, do you, are you follow? Can you even wrap your head around that? Well, this guy speaking freely. That's undermining free speech. <laughs> Straight clown. Here he is in a pair of size 22 shoes. Clip six. I guess with Musk is to prove that, hey, I'm the right kind of Republican, meaning I'm a Trump Republican. I'm a, uh, you know, election denying Republican. I, I don't know what kind of Republican he is. I mean, probably next year he'll be an independent or a Democrat, depending on how the wind blows. Um, but the re- but the reality of it is uh, putting those things back on the platform uh, juxtaposition with the argument that he's all about free speech um, really undermines the central some of the central tenets of free speech is that it is it is about, yes, the freedom of you to say things, but not at the harm or expense of someone else. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hang your hat on that last sentence. Free speech. It's not about saying something at the expense of someone else. Okay, in theory, sounds like he's, uh, you know, making a good point that looks out for every single American. (laughs) The problem is, by not being able to say something, we now elect a president at the potential peril of everybody else. You're absolutely right. This, but again, this whole semantic square dance, her she goes round and round. You know, come on, man. The bigger issue is not that. They're pivoting to whether Elon Musk is a good guy or Matt Taibbi, the reporter who broke the story for Elon, is a bad guy. No, the issue is the laptop is real. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So let me give you this, though, because this is what they're trying to do on the left. They're trying to make this an argument about free speech and Elon Musk and Matt Taibbi. But you know what no one's talking about? No one, no one, no one. No one's talking about what the Bidens did. That is correct. This is more of the same big media type collusion. They set a narrative. Like, All right, well, the Twitter stuff's out. OK, yes, though, we know the Democrats had favoritism coming from Twitter. We know they pass interfered on the election, swung the outcome. 
okay, we know this to be true. We know people are going to be mad. What's the hook here? How do we do it? Do we say it's not true? Do we say, yeah, but Trump had lunch with Kanye because he's a dope? Do we, what do we do here? Oh, oh, we go after Matt Taibbi. Okay, let's go after Matt Taibbi. Here it is. The 27 most embarrassing reactions to Matt Taibbi's threat about Twitter censoring the Hunter Biden tweets. You can thank Caleb Howe over at Mediate. He published this uh, a short while ago, a few days ago anyway, over the weekend. So this is probably up to about 80 now. Here's Ben Collins, that dope who's been making all of the wrong headlines for his takes on democracy and free speech and everything in between. This is his reaction to Matt Taibbi. Imagine throwing it all away to do PR work for the richest person in the world. That is humiliating that's Ben. Okay, here's Chris Hayes at MSNBC. Watching some of the most famous, most powerful and richest men red-pill themselves into disaster. Pretty wild. Here's Mehdi Hassan. He's one of the part-time racism guys at MSNBC. You know, like you have like a, you know, you're like a handyman. You drive around with a van and fix stuff in people's houses, which is a great gig, by the way. Work for yourself. Get to pick your own music in the car. You know, a couple, a couple McDonald's sandwiches for lunch. You make your own tights. It's like a racket and a half. Okay, but the part-time racism guy is that. You're an MSNBC weekend guy. Hey, we need somebody to come over here and call people racist. All right, yeah, we'll be down there at 11.15. What's that going to run me? Just just my dignity. Don't worry. Okay, here's Madi Hassan. Imagine volunteering to do online PR work for the world's richest man on a Friday night in service of nakedly and cynically right-wing narratives and then pretending you're speaking truth to power. This is all in response to Matt Taibbi publishing the Hunter Biden files. Here's Elias Cepeda. Watching Matt's unbelievable fall into lazy, reactionary commentator and now PR hand for the world's richest man. Are you noticing a narrative here? World's richest man. Here's Justin Barragona. On his Substack, Matt Taibbi tells his readers that he had to agree to certain conditions to do the Hunter Biden laptop thread for Musk. Ho, ho, ho. Do you understand what's going on here? No one is talking about what's in the emails. No one's talking about, oh, yeah, Twitter colluded. No one's talking about, oh, yeah, the Bidens are corrupt. They're trying to make this about, well, let's discredit the messenger. You know, you, they, they say you don't shoot the messenger. In the Democratic parlance, not only do you shoot the messenger, but you throw him off the side of a bridge when you're done. Here's Simon Owens from calling Goldman Sachs a vampire squid to giving free PR to the world's richest billionaire. Man, what a career journey. This is, again, this is all about Matt Taibbi, here's Jason Schreier. This thread should be taught in journalism school as evidence of the importance of editors. Ho-ho! Way to go, groupthink! Hey, can I get some likes out of the hive mind? We all like this, right? Dude, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing stuff. They're all trying to make it about Matt Taibbi, Elon Musk. The whole point of this is Twitter swung the outcome of the election to get a compromised guy in there. This is the coordinated response. Well, if we discredit the messenger, then maybe nobody will care about the story. They just want to make it go away. Why? Because they want to win. They're children. They're children. Do you understand? We share a country with these people. We all win or lose together. In their worldview, they need to be empowered no matter what because they know better than you. They're better people. They're coastal elites. They live, you know, you live in the flyover states. What do you know? You know where they live on the coast? They live in the driveover states. Okay? You live in the flyover states, a lot of you. They live in the driveover states. They're driving over needles. They're driving over people pooping in the street. The drive-over states. Anytime somebody tells you from now on and you live in a flyover state, be like, hey, you live in a drive-over state. And it's true. Drive-over. It's disgusting in these blue cities. I live in one of them. I grew up here. I was a cab driver. I have seen things, man. 
Here we go. Let me give you a little more. Let's just keep going. Why? Wajahit Ali. And if I pronounce your name wrong, I apologize, sir. Uh, Matt Taibbi, what sad, disgraceful downfall. I swear, kids, he did good work back in the day. Should be a cautionary tale for everyone. Selling your soul for the richest white nationalist on earth. Now he's a white nationalist. Elon Musk is a white nationalist. They're crazy. They don't believe this, though. You need to know that. They're using buzzwords that give their people permission to tune it out. Like just like in the run up to the election, if you remember the intelligence community, 51 former intelligence officials signed a letter declaring that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. This is politics as usual. Total politics. But the people who said Trump was a Russian asset, the people who said Iraq definitely had weapons of mass destruction, came back to the table a third time. And like, no, no, this is Russian disinformation. You know the old adage, if you got the facts, pound the facts. If you got nothing, pound the table. They pound the table. That's nothing more, nothing less than their entire strategy. Put up or shut up. Did anyone ever show you any proof at all that Trump was a Russian asset? The answer would be no. Iraq had weapons of mass destruction? The answer would be no. Did this letter 51 people signed say they had proof it was Russian disinformation? The answer would be no. No, they just used a buzzword. That gave their people permission to tune it out. Just like every one of these tweets is about, guess what? White nationalism, rich people, right-wing extremism. Because to their people, they just go, oh, that's, well, reading that makes me feel better about myself. You don't understand. Most of the people consuming this stuff, signing up for this cause in big media, get done tweeting for the day, log on to YouPorn and put a belt around their neck. What the hell did you just say? These people hate themselves. Okay. the reason I am so lethal is I'm a real person. There's no filter. I don't care. Okay. I just talk to you like I'm never going to see you again because that's what I did my whole life as a cab driver. Okay. these people hate themselves. I live in New York. You cannot imagine how many spectacularly rich people hate Donald Trump for an existence so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. You are correct, sir. That's what they do all day. Ah, Yanks lost 5-2 last night. Yeah, but Trump. Like, wait, what? Hey, did you see that guy swinging assorted people on the one? Yeah, well, well Trump. You're like, no, that's, that's not what's going on here. But that's what they do. These people run on confirmation bias. They run on moral superiority, but they're screwing up the country because these are the people who swung an election. And if you notice, their reactions, okay, have nothing to do with the real story, which is what were the Bidens up to? Was Hunter selling influence? Was Biden getting a kickback? According to the emails, yes and yes. But we're not talking about that because it's more important for them for their side to keep winning than it is to take a good look inward at what's going on in this country. If you find yourself guilty of what I'm describing, I'm not mad at you, man. We do dumb stuff all the time. Have you seen the shirts I wear on TV? Some of these shows I'm booked a week in advance and I show up in these shirts. So I'm not judging you. We're not perfect. I'm not selling a radio perfect game. It's not what I do. I'm just a regular dude. But do you understand we're having this whole semantic debate now about Elon and Matt Taibbi because no one wants to talk about the real issue. Something you've heard me say before, if you're listening to the show regularly, and I know like three of you do, okay, is when I was a cab driver from time to time, probably happened three times in my life, I'd see two guys get in a road rage accident so furiously that they'd get out and one of them invariably would forget that they left their car and drive. And while two guys had immediately gotten out to punch each other, it would immediately end with one guy sprinting away, chasing his car back through the intersection. (laughs) 
That's what's happening now. People are getting so worked up politically that we're getting out to fight each other and the car's driving down the road without us, which is a big problem. i got to be honest with you. If you don't catch up to the car, I've seen it. Okay, here it is. Let me give you a little more. This is so good, man. Good God. Spectacular fall from grace. Let me give Sarah Reese Jones some shine on the show. We don't perform as a PR person or the richest man on the planet, but we do center how policy impacts the people over billionaires. Donate to my fund. That's what they're doing. This is disgusting. Okay, and why are they using those buzzwords? Because Matt Taibbi really made a name for himself when he was writing at Rolling Stone, of all places, examining what he considered to be the corruption at Goldman Sachs. Okay, when it came to the great mortgage default, the financial housing collapse of 2009, Matt Taibbi wrote wonderfully about a lot of the stuff that went on. But he wasn't going after Goldman Sachs because they were wealthy. He was going after Goldman Sachs because, in his opinion, they were corrupt. Okay, so when they try to pin this, oh, he's doing PR for a billionaire. Okay, the conflation of the Democratic mind is that all billionaires must be evil. When the God's honest truth is a great amount of them busted their ass and did something innovative. Look at a guy like Mark Cuban. Okay, look at a guy like Elon Musk. Okay, a lot of these guys went out and created things that made a difference in people's lives. Ergo, deserve to be the billionaires and have the reach and impact that they do. Okay, but understand in this moment, the Democrats reduce everything to a culture war because it gives people permission to tune it out. Well, he's just doing PR for a billionaire. Okay, but understand, okay, him being a billionaire doesn't automatically ensure corruption. But in their worldview, it does because they want every billionaire to pay for their pie in the sky, big government policies. Okay, but the reality is again and again and again. Talking about Matt Taibbi, we're talking about billionaires, we're talking about pretend white nationalism because nobody wants to talk about the real story, which is Biden corruption. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reese is in Sheridan, Wyoming. He wants to know what's going to bring the country back together again. Reese, don't you already know the answer to this? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, you- Magadero to you, my friend. My man. What, one thing that I would say is that, uh, you know, the last time our country was, like, united and marching in the same direction was right after 9-11, right? I know. It's sadly that it took something like that. But if 9-11 happened today, I I fear that half of us would be blaming the other half for it and it would be a mess. But, Reese, the reason I'm cutting in on you, because we only have 30 seconds to break and you're a pretty regular caller that I like talking to, is the answer to what's going to bring the country back together is this radio show, Fox Across America. Come on, Reese! Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I think it will. I think it will. There you got the spirit. Reese, we'll talk during the week. Check in. I just wanted to hear your voice. My man. There he goes. We'll get to your calls later. Sean Davis is coming up. Andy Biggs is coming up. But in the meantime, we'll have some you and me time at the top of the hour. So don't go anywhere, damn it. I need the ratings. Come on, man. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, well, well. Look who is back in action, getting ready for another Rock'em Sock'em hour. An embarrassment of radio riches is what they call this show day in and day out. Wrong. Oh, stop it. It's such a tough crowd in the booth. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
We're getting ready to have a little you and me time ahead of a visit from my man, Sean Davis, who is a co-founder of The Federalist uh, and someone who is not happy with the goings on at Twitter. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Dude, it's bad. Uh, corruption reaching to the highest levels. But again, I will be hosting Kennedy, Kennedy tonight on Fox Business. Uh, you will see me say something there that I will be saying here all day long. I know Twitter's corrupt. I know Twitter's biased. We can't go backwards. They're not going to change the outcome of the election because Twitter was operating in a gray area and screwed us over. That's reality. Okay, there's a new owner at the company. So what do we do? Go get, go get mad at new management? I don't know what to tell you. Okay, believe me, there's plenty of people mad at new management. They're out. Elon Musk, I said it earlier, better hire a food taster. But the fact remains, it's what do we do going forward? Because we've all now acknowledged that the laptop is true. If the laptop is legit, if the laptop is real, and Twitter has acknowledged that, the New York Times, NPR, the Washington Post, they've all acknowledged it's true. CBS acknowledges it's true. You want to know why they acknowledge it's true? Are you ready for it? It's because Republicans won the House. And they're now going to investigate this, at which point we will get some collective acknowledgement that it's real. Okay, there's a lot of people in denial and uh, maybe Rudy Giuliani was involved with the Russians. No, we know that's not the case. And we knew that wasn't the case in 2020. The reason people are now, the air quote is authenticating. We're authenticating the Hunter laptop. The reason they're authenticating the Hunter laptop is not because new information has emerged. Do we have any new information between 2020 and now? The answer would be no. Of course not. The reason that the Hunter Biden laptop is now being authenticated is because people are trying to cover their ass. I admire your honesty. That's exactly what's going on. They're trying to put some distance between what they did then and what's about to go on now. The other reason they're acknowledging it is because they knew Elon Musk was going to leak this stuff. Now, to be clear, he did not leak a smoking gun that says, oh, the Democrats fixed the election. That's not in there. It's not in there, man. It's not in there. Miranda Devine, she's the author of Laptop from Hell. She admitted this to Tucker Carlson Friday night. As a guy who prides himself on an honest conversation, I am not trying to shield you from information that protects like my side. Because my side, are you ready for it? My side is called America. That's my side. It's not the Republican Party. It's America. I live in America. I don't live in the Republican Party. If you live in the Democratic Party, move out. Believe me, it's a high crime area. You live in the Democratic Party, you live in a Democratic city. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Folks, it's bad. Okay, but my party is America, and I want to have an honest conversation. This was not the smoking gun. Here is Miranda Devine saying as much to Tucker. It's clip nine. I think we've seen uh, quite a bit that's useful. It's not really the smoking gun we'd hoped for. I feel that Elon Musk has held back some material. In particular, there's a tweet in which um, Matt Taibbi says, well, he hasn't seen any evidence that law enforcement specifically warned off Twitter from our story. But um, that's just not correct. I've seen a, a sworn affidavit from Yoel Roth, the former head of Twitter's Trust and Safety. He was meeting every week before the election with... Uh, FBI and other intelligence officials, they warned specifically of what they called a hack and leak operation, a dump of Russian disinformation. Within hours of our story going live on October 14, 2020, three weeks before the election, it was censored. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? That's what we wanted to know, and they wouldn't tell us. Okay, now we know a little bit, as Miranda said. 
We do know the FBI was giving Twitter weekly briefings. They were giving them the Facebook. We do know the Democrats were contacting Twitter and saying, take down this article. I don't like it. But you know what else we know? I want to be fair with you. The Republicans were doing it, too. The Republicans clearly, clearly didn't have the amount of input with Twitter that the Democrats did because 99.4% of their political donations went to the Democrats. But it doesn't change the fact that Twitter interfered in the election. As it pertains to the FBI, you're not going to find that smoking gun. Yo, they're the FBI. Do you think if the FBI is going to come in and tell Twitter, hey, you can't do this, it's going to badly affect the Democrat, get it out of here. Do you think in any world they're going to put that in writing? The answer would be no. Forget it and move on with your life. The story is not we're going to entrap the FBI in some type of an email scandal that proves they were fixing the outcome of an election. Guys, for whatever the FBI happens to be, They're smart enough to know that they're not going to put this crap in an email. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. So if you really thought, you know, that's what was coming, I didn't think that's what was coming. What I am gravitating towards is the same thing I was talking about last week on the show. It's the same thing I'm talking about this week on the show. Is not, oh, we got you, Twitter. We proved you were liberal. Yo, you don't have to. You didn't need this to prove Twitter was liberal. Look at the censorship on Twitter. Sixty-two thousand people have been banned from Twitter. Are any of them Democrats? <laughs> no. It, all the censorship leans one way. We weren't. The, the goal wasn't to find out Twitter was liberal. I go, ha ha! I found you once and for all. Okay, come on. It's a, it's like proving Stacey Abrams likes carbohydrates. You don't need bombshell emails. It's like look at look at me. Come on, man. Is anybody out there trying to uncover a scandal that says Jimmy Fallon gets a little carried away with the fork and knife? That boy is a P.I.G. pig. We knew they were liberal. You're missing the point of the conversation. Okay, if you think, well, this is about Twitter. (laughs) No, no, this is about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a potentially compromised president. Okay, understand, in the run-up to the election, what did he say? Ah, it's Russian disinformation, because that's what they told him to say. What did he say? Oh, I never talked to my son Hunter once about his businesses. You're a liar. Now that we know that he is a liar, he's a liar. Okay, he lied about that. He lied about, I never talked to my son, never met his business partners. We have photos of his business partners. We have a voicemail of him calling up his son. Saying, hey, I read the New York Times article about your businesses. Looks like you're in the clear. How would he know if he was in the clear if he'd never discussed his businesses? I think he's got a point. Folks, he's lying, which means he is potentially compromised. That's the story again and again and again. Okay, and you're really missing the point. Here's Jen Psaki. Remember Jen Psaki? She came in after Kaylee McEnany. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Whatever. I got to be honest. I miss Saki. Every day that I watch Kareem Jean-Pierre, I get a little wistful for Jen Saki. I'm not going to lie to you. Kareem Jean-Pierre, my gosh. She's worse than Kamala. Oh, my gosh. Here is Saki, though, in September of 2021, full year almost after the election, still maintaining it was Russian disinformation. Clip seven. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by a political reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with 
Russian disinformation. I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. I mean, come on. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Yo, Russian disinformation, girlfriend. Yo, baby girl, Jen Psaki. You're on my Facebook page, girl. You know, Jen Psaki, if you guys have never seen it at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, so funny. The night before the Correspondents' Dinner, all the big agencies that represent us on TV, they spend all the money they're taking from us on, like, fancy cocktail parties. Big ice sculptures, giant shrimp, real wild stuff that I've never seen before. I'm a cab driver. What do you want from me? And uh, everybody's there. If you remember, like, I've told you the story before. Don Lemon, Jake Tapper. Brian Stelter was there. It was unbelievable. I was like, I love you in Toy Story. Is Mrs. Potato Head here also? Um, But we were there at this big cocktail party. And Jen Psaki, I ran into her. I was like, Jen Psaki, come on. We got to take a picture. And she's like, sure, TV friend. And, you know, didn't know my name, but she knew me from TV. And we had like a half a drink. uh, And we took a picture. And we were fine. And it's so funny because the next day, uh, when we weren't at a private party, we were at the actual White House Correspondents' Dinner. I looked at her on the red carpet, and she shot me a look like, don't you even think about saying hello to me. That's just how white folks will do you. Oh, it was such perfect showbiz. Just perfect. In private, oh, yeah, we all got some of the same agents. We're all friends here. But the next day when we're outside the locker room, oh, Fox News, you get out of here, you monster. And that's the scam of our politics. Okay, behind closed doors, it's pro wrestling. You guys are beating the hell out of each other in the streets over the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior. But while you're beating each other up, the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, you know what they're doing? They're heading off to Hooters after the match. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. So the point is, okay, I always am, am, gosh, I'm so honest with you guys. I'll tell you anything, anything. I don't care. I'm a regular person, man. This is great. It's like a shopping spree. You know when they give a guy a shopping cart and let him loose on a Toys R Us? He's got five minutes to throw whatever he can in the cart. I am throwing in as much honesty as I can in this cart before somebody comes in here and hits me with a cattle prod and drags me out into the street. Puts me right back in my taxi. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll handle it just fine. Me and Jenny, God, we have such a good, happy family. We don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay, this is just an amazing drinking story. It's so wonderful. I don't even know what to do with it. But the point is, understand that Jen Psaki saying it's Russian disinformation. Why are they telling that lie? They're telling that lie because they just need it to go away. Now, if it's not true, why would they need it to go away? They wouldn't. But it is true. Why do they need it to go away? Because it's damaging to all of them. Oh, wow. Okay, and that's the bigger issue here again and again and again is we've gotten to a place now in our politics where Elon Musk, man, I got to tell you, I, I joked on his Twitter feed. He retweeted it. It's too funny. But I said a week ago, I just want to be the first one to say Elon Musk didn't kill himself. Okay? And I'm not saying they're going to kill him, but there are reports out there, and he's acknowledged them, that the assassination uh, probability since he wronged big since he wronged big tech, since he wronged the media, since he wronged the Democrats, not good. Okay, and believe me, there are politicians out there that would have you killed in a second if you got in the way of what they want. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a regular guy just like you. Just wanted to make a couple of bucks so he could, you know, kind of provide for his family. And uh, went to work way too hard. Way too hard. Uh, now look at me. I'm on like this national media platform talking to millions of people. I don't even know what I'm doing. Do you understand? That can't be good. I'm kidding. I'm just a regular guy. That's the superpower. The superpower is the fact that I don't have a superpower. I will talk to you about things that affect all of us because it matters. Right now, what matters? People in charge are just flat lying. They don't have your well-being at heart. Listen to the brazen level of lie right here. I've been playing you this old clip about Kamala. Do you remember where Kamala is being interviewed by Lester Holt? And she, she's like, he's like, when are you going to go to the border? And she's like, we've been to the border. He's like, you haven't been to the border. She goes, we've been to the border. And he goes, you haven't been to the border. And she goes, I haven't been to Europe. I don't understand the question. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> but why was she lying? Because they're used to the media playing along and not calling out liberals on the lie. Okay, and that is significant, and that is why there's so much unrest as to Elon Musk allowing for free speech from both sides of the aisle. They now have to work. Do you understand? They got lazy. The Democrats got lazy. They had the media doing all the heavy lifting. Oh, that's problematic. Ban it. Oh, that factually shoots down our narrative. Ban it and call them a racist. Okay, Ron DeSantis is popular in Florida because he banned sex ed for five-year-olds, which, by the way, everyone should be against. Well, uh, well, and the parents like it. So here's what we'll do. We'll say he hates gay people, and the media will go right with it. And they did. Do you understand? The Democrats have gotten so used to the media doing their heavy lifting that the fact that they don't have a faction of the media to do their heavy lifting puts them in a big, a really tough spot. This could be a problem. It already is. But let me give you one. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre just lying to Peter Ducey about Biden going to the border. This clip is from last week, but it's so illustrative of where we're at in the media and in the country. This is clip 37. Kevin McCarthy says that he invited President Biden down to the border. How does the president RSVP? (laughs) (laughs) We know know the president's never been down to the border. The possible next speaker says that he wants him to go with him, so is he going to? So, look, uh, he's been there. He's been to the border. uh, And since he took office... When when did he go to the border? Since he took office, the President Biden has been uh, taking action to fix our immigration system and secure our border. Girl, please stop talking right now. Did you hear that? He's been to the border. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, think about that again. And then what did what did Peter Ducey ask a second time? When has he been to the border? And what did she say from there? Well, since he took office, the president's been taking action to fix the system and secure the border. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f-ing question. Because she knew she lied the first time around. But did anybody in the media besides Ducey call her out? The answer would be no. Yo, guys, do you understand the significance of this? The southern border right now is the because of the fentanyl coming across our southern border, which originates in China. Okay, fentanyl in this country is the number one source of adult death for American adults. More American adults are dying of fentanyl than anything, and it's getting in through the southern border. Their dereliction of duty because it's a political liability because they got into office and repealed all of Trump's border policies. If you remember, they signed an executive order saying no more wall construction. They signed an executive order banning the Remain in Mexico policy. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Remain in Mexico is the biggest detriment to our health and safety in this country right now because what Remain in Mexico did is it made people who got apprehended at the border remain in Mexico. 
until their asylum case was heard. And if, in fact, they were granted asylum, they could get into the country. If the policy becomes, well, if we catch you, come on down. But you better show up to your asylum case in three months. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It really is because they don't go back to the case. Why would they? They're already in the country. And I don't begrudge the people who want to come here to make a better life for their family. Of course they do. It's America. It's the greatest place in the world. It's the most tolerant, inclusive, and prosperous place on the planet. Yes, people want to be here, especially people fleeing third world nations that are corrupt and food insecure and have compromised politicians and are plagued by drug violence. Yeah, we have all of that stuff in Democrat cities, but the point is it's still better than Caracas. Okay, but understand... Their dereliction of duty at the border because it's a political liability to them is a failure of every American. We don't have a border problem in Texas and Arizona. We have a border problem in every state in the country. We have a border problem in Hawaii. Anywhere fentanyl gets into this country, it winds up going everywhere else. And people are actually dying. The fact that you can get across this border, even if you're caught, makes the message Come on down. They have turned our country into the college bar that doesn't check ID. Once everybody knows they're going to get in, everybody shows up. Once everybody shows up, everybody might be good people, but there's going to be somebody in that line who ain't a good person, who shouldn't be in the bar, who is going to cause harm to others. And that's what's going on now. It's not about the fact that migrants want to come here. The country was built on legal immigration, legal, 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 legal. That's the point. It's not racist. It's not discriminatory. Migrate here legally. And in the meantime, if you're going to come illegally, you should be prepared to jump through a few hoops if there's people trying to smuggle drugs into the country that are going to kill us. I'm telling you because I care, okay, when it comes to the border. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Shame on them. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I know the economy's still touch and go. You should all know if anyone's looking for a job as a food taster, Elon Musk is definitely hiring right now. Joining us now, someone who doesn't need the gig. He is the co-founder of The Federalist, a fan favorite on the program, Sean Davis, back in the house. Hey, man. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm 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 having I would like to think as much fun as you're having since Friday. Uh, has this not been the greatest meltdown in the history of the media? It's been wild, although I, I will say, given where food prices are now, I might take that food taster job because then I could at least eat every day. <laughs> I'll, I'll roll the dice. Maybe they're not that good at poisoning. <laughs> oh, Sean. Well, I got to be honest. You know who else needs a food taster right now? And it's it's just such garbage as Matt Taibbi. Because they've basically tried to repurpose this whole story, not as Twitter interfered in an election, and the Bidens are definitely corrupt, but let's just shoot the messenger and throw him off a bridge. And, uh, I mean, you've kind of been following what has become like a cohesive narrative to just make this a Taibbi thing? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And, you know, several times over the last year as a lot of these big scandals exploded in the face of the media, whether it was Kavanaugh or the Russia collusion hoax or – the Ukraine impeachment, whatever, I would hear people say, oh, you know, finally now the media will have to admit they got something wrong. Nope. And I'm here to tell you they will never, ever admit they were wrong, ever, Mm -mm. for any reason. Anytime there's something inconvenient to their narratives, they do two things. They they either suppress the thing entirely or they try to destroy the people who busted their narrative, and it's exactly what they're doing with Taibbi, Mm -hmm. whose journalism on this 
has been fantastic. And his media criticism over the past several years has been fantastic, which is something I never thought I would say. Yep. Because I, I you know, mm-hmm. first became aware of him, you know, 10, 15 years ago, seemed like a conventional lefty. Mm-hmm. Same with Glenn Greenwald. And those two guys right now might be the most honest people in journalism. Well, that's what's so crazy about it. Sean Davis is on the line, co-founder of The Federalist, is I think he specifically gave it to Matt Taibbi because he had so much street cred on the left side of the aisle. Wasn't that the strategy? Which speaks to your point of even if it's one of them calling out one of them, they're just not going to own it. It's like, do you remember the Shaggy song? I know you're a big Shaggy aficionado. You go to all the concerts. How'd you know? <laughs> but he had a song called It Wasn't Me, where the girl walks in and catches him red-handed on the bedroom floor with another woman, and his only thing he can try is It Wasn't Me. We're at the Shaggy stage of the denial here. That's 100% correct. In, in fact, uh, there, there's a uh, an activist uh propagandist over at the Washington Post named Philip Bump, Mm -hmm. who is out there attacking Taibbi for saying, how dare he publish this without running it by other journalists to independently verify it? (laughs) Because that's the thing that journalists do. They just hand other people their scoops and like, hey, you know, this will be a career maker for me and it's huge. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like it, you know, I just won't do anything with it. That's where we are now in, in the Washington journalism uh, bubble is demanding that other journalists with real scoop defer to these bootlicking clowns like Philip Bump. It, the whole thing is laughable. Well, that's the part I think is so insane is it really speaks to where we are as a people is that in journalism, something like this would traditionally be a holy grail, you know, as you said, a career making moment. And the fact that the Hunter Biden laptop has been out there since 2020, people are only authenticating it now because Republicans took back the House and Elon bought Twitter. They're not authenticating it because they have new information. The information they have now is the information they had in 2020, which means there was this two year window for any journalist to go out and be a journalist, corroborate things, throw their name behind this, track down some of the emails and really become somebody who broke through and exposed a monster story. But instead, it's weird because the Holy Grail used to be exactly what we're discussing. But now it's just gaining acceptance amongst that hive mind. Is that what journalist is become, journalism has become? It is 100 percent what, uh, you know, so-called mainstream. I, I refuse to use the word because they're not mainstream, yeah, no, they're not. but it is, uh, it is 100 percent what the corrupt corporate press exists to do. And, and the best description of this comes from from David Berg, who, mm-hmm. who goes by Iowa Hawk yep, on yep. Twitter, mm-hmm. who says the job of the media is to cover stories with a pillow until they stop moving. And that's exactly <laughs> what they're trying to do. here. <laughs> It's to cover stories, dot, 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 with a pillow. Um, Well, let's talk about covering stories, okay? Something you tweeted uh, or retweeted 37 minutes ago. It's a Steve Guest tweet. It's about Jake Tapper from 2020, where he had tweeted about since Twitter being locked out, you know, locked out the post for violating the rules. Shouldn't they just delete the didn't delete the tweet and, you know, and move on with their lives? It's crazy to see journalists human shielding for censorship of other journalists. It is, although uh, this is Jake Tapper's entire M.O. And and to give you evidence of this, uh, by the way, I like to call him former Hooters spokesman, Jake (laughs) Tapper, because he was literally a former Hooters spokesman. Okay. Um, That's just how serious a journalist he is. But back (laughs) when the Russia collusion hoax was falling apart, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that hastened its demise was BuzzFeed publishing the entire Steele dossier. Mm -hmm. And anyone with a brain 
who's been awake for the last you know couple years could read that steel dossier and know it was nonsense and, and it was a huge moment so what did jake tapper do when that thing came out he went and tut-tutted to ben smith and privately told him uh he shouldn't have published it because it made uh cnn's reporting on the russian collusion stuff look bad it's, i mean i mean that is who jake tapper is God. What, I mean, it's so disgusting, and it's really amazing because every one of these dirtbags, you know, no one's playing the long game. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is – everybody's such a prisoner of the moment, and it's so important. You know, the side wants to win and CNN wants to look good, but it's also the reason that they're rating behind the Yule log right now. It's also the reason they're laying off 85% of their work stance, whatever the hell the number is. It's because they've done so much damage to their own credibility. Like the whole adage that, you know, Trump was destroying faith in our institutions. Trump could never pray and dream of destroying faith in institutions the way institutions destroyed faith in themselves. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and just to, to highlight that, imagine if during 2020 in October 2010, the New York Times came into possession of a laptop allegedly owned by Donald Trump Jr. and had video of him just snorting lines everywhere, doing drugs, buying hookers, uh, talking about all his deals with the corrupt Chinese government and the Russians, including the mayor of Moscow and his wife, and about how the Trump family was making millions on it. Do you think these people would have sat on it and said, oh, <laughs> we think this might be Russian disinfo? Not a chance. I mean, no, spot on. Sean Davis is on the line, co-founder of The Federalist. And you really think about how many anonymously sourced bombshells they ran on. You think about, you know, the idea that the whole Mueller probe doesn't have uh, one one millionth of the corroborating evidence that the Hunter Biden laptop does. And that's what I wanted to pivot to really quick is they've tried to turn this into a debate about Elon and free speech and, you know, everything in between. But I think the bigger story remains that the Bidens are corrupt. If the laptop is real, if every one of these media outlets now has authenticated the laptop, but you notice they're not taking it a step further. They're saying, oh, it turns out we should have censored it. It was true. But if it's true, shouldn't the next step be like a what now? Shouldn't we be pursuing this to the ends of the earth? Because what's in the laptop is compromising information on a president and his son. Exactly. And, and it showcased exactly how the Biden family made all this money, because I, I'm, I'm sorry, Bo Biden might have been an impressive guy. Hunter Biden is not. At no, all. <laughs> he may be tortured. He, he, he may be in a totally unfair position. The guy, you wouldn't give him 10 bucks if you saw him panhandling on the side of the road, let, a million, let alone like a million bucks to, to rep a Ukrainian uh, energy interest. OK, yeah. and the same goes for James Biden, Joe's brother, who's also a, a completely sleazy dirtbag. And you look in this laptop, they had Hunter Biden representing the literal spy, Chinese spy chief, Patrick Ho. You had him doing deals with the uh, I think the wife of Moscow's mayor. He was getting paid uh, bazillions of dollars uh, by Ukraine, by Kazakhstan to do stuff. Nobody with the brain thinks he got those deals because he's really, really good at all this uh, geopolitical uh, strategy yeah. or, or because he's an energy expert. He got them the money and the deals because of his last name and because of the things that Joe Biden would do for these governments. That, oh. that is a scandal. They impeached Trump over a phone call to the Ukrainian president. Yep. If that warrants impeachment – 
What does that laptop warrant? Oh, dude, I, I, I agree with you a, a tr- trillion percent because the thing is, and it's just a basic common sense thing. Nobody was sitting on the board of a power company on the other side of the world saying we need a guy who doesn't even speak our language, who got kicked out of the Chateau Marmont for doing too many drugs to come be a board member here at this company. That can't happen unless his dad is vice president. The Chateau Marmont, by the way, where he got kicked out is where Belushi overdosed. It's where Jim Morrison was allowed to stay, despite the fact that he would frequently park his car in the lobby. But Hunter Biden was too big of a problem for the Chateau Marmont. I mean, I think at some point, if you were in the boardroom and you didn't know there was a corrupt tie to Joe Biden, you would probably shoot whoever suggested Hunter Biden with a blow dart and kill him because there was no way this was good for the company unless you had somebody in the American government on board. Right. That, that's the and the thing is, that's the expectation of all these deals. So yep. much of Washington in business is about hiring the guy who knows the guy and can get a phone call answered. Mm-hmm. And it's it's even worse when it comes to politics in Washington. And, it, and if you're out there saying, no, he's just a hard worker, you know, salt of the earth guy, mm-hmm. uh, it, you are a court jester and a regime bootlicker, which is what we've learned the media actually is their job is to do whatever they have to do to protect the regime today or hurt its enemies. That's it. God, it's so true. If they've completely killed journalism. I mean, when you think about like think about something like Watergate. You know, they always like to be like this is worse than Watergate. If if Nixon was a Democrat, Watergate wouldn't have even been a thing. It's nuts. Right. Well, although I would actually say that this really was Watergate because what Watergate yeah. was was uh, an FBI toady who was pissed off that he didn't get the job he wanted, declaring war against the president who didn't give him the job. Yeah. So I look at the whole Russia thing, and I'm like, James Comey Mm -hmm. uh, was Mark Felt in uh, Lips. (laughs) (laughs) James Comey, the emo giraffe. It's been a while since he's posted, like, a strange picture of a waterfall and, like, the contents of a fortune cookie. Do you remember when he was doing that? I always liked it because it was obvious he was never taking these photos because he was always centering them. Yeah, yeah. And I always felt so sorry for the person who had to walk around and do like his emo Instagram photos. <laughs> Imagine that. You go to college, you work hard, your family is super proud of you, and all you do is follow James Comey in the forest taking pictures of the dopey backside. <laughs> And it's the head of the FBI. That's like, Sean, that's the thing that breaks my heart is like, to me, this is all new stuff. What I mean by that is, you know, I grew up on Long Island. Everybody in my family was a cop but me. And uh, Levittown, New York was, you know, a World War II settlement, you might know, uh, for GIs returning home from the war. So it was the greatest generation. They stormed the beach. So I grew up around guys, drank a lot of cheap beer. We swam in a lot of above ground pools. But my upbringing was basically me and a bunch of old men you should never make a sudden move around. That's what I came from. And, uh, Uh, It was instilled in me, and this was my belief up until I really worked in this field. I really thought the people at the top of the government were like these spot-on, infallible people who had the country's best interest at heart. Now, I'm old enough to not know that now, but I had like a 20-year window where I thought like, oh, they're in Washington. This is the best of the best. But can you confirm that in the words of Donald Trump, they're not sending their best people? Definitely, definitely not sending their best. I mean, Peter Strzok, this is the guy who is running counterterrorism, who couldn't stop texting his side piece on his government phone all day. <laughs> yeah, Sean. The two of them yeah, doing uh, the hanky panky that ended up like bringing down the whole thing. So, yeah, they are definitely not sending their best. That's a lot of people don't know that Peter Strzok was actually let go because of how far they went over their data plan. 
you know, <laughs> if they had only gotten unlimited data, he'd still be employed somewhere in Washington right now. But there were so many texts and so many act outs and God, it's madness. Cause Shauna, I believed, I really did believe. And then when you spend time around this element, you're like, my God, the whole thing is corrupt. It's, it's horrific. And to be honest, and you know, I, Lest anyone think we're being one-sided, I can't tell you the tippy-top of the Republican Party is my favorite either. I don't know that you're running a Mitch McConnell fanzine over there on the side, are you? No. Basically, my ideology right now is I hate everyone, yeah. and they're all constant disappointments to me, and that goes for people on both sides. Oh, this, dude. this is not a partisan thing. They're all idiots. Every day. So is it this, this segment opened with us saying Elon Musk is hiring a food taster. It ends with you and I saying we're hiring a food taster. It's probably the right thing to do at this point. Uh, listen, I will see you at the job interviews. Thank you for your time as always. You're the best, Sean. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. My man. There he goes, the great Sean Davis. Now we all need a food taster. Way to go, Sean! But I tell you that all the time. There's a uniparty. There's a uniparty in Washington. Uh, I went. It was weird. It's not. I wouldn't call it a back and forth. But Mark Cuban, uh, you know, Mark Cuban hosts Shark Tank, has quite a presence out there in the media as the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he had posted a tweet last night that I responded to and just, you know, uh, basically took a small exemption to the way he had kind of framed the current political debate. He had wrote back uh, that, uh, you know, he listens to my show from time to time and has found it uh, enjoyable. What an idiot. That was my response as well. Uh, But the point was, you know, he said basically where we're at in our politics is we don't trust the government on COVID. Okay, we don't trust the government, uh, you know, when it comes to the Hunter laptop cover up. But we should trust the government to regulate free speech. And and basically my response was these are not all conservative views. The conservatives don't trust the government. OK, the Democrats are traditionally the ones who want more government regulation. I said, you know, the conservative position is the Reagan position. I typed these exact Reagan words back to Mr. Cuban. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But I bring this up because he had posted an article which showed Republican leadership calling for Section 230 regulation of big tech, which, to be clear, has happened on my show a thousand times. I've had Republicans on the show that are like, yeah, 230, we got to regulate big tech. And I said to Mark Cuban what I will say to you now, which is what I was basically saying to Sean Davis, okay, I don't doubt that the upper echelons of the Republican Party are on record everywhere, everywhere, saying we've got to regulate big tech. But I do believe that's just saber-rattling as a way of getting the big tech lobbyists to buy them a better lunch next time around because that's most of what goes on in Congress. Okay, when they haul in Mark Zuckerberg and they plug him into the wall and charge up his batteries and program the apparatus so the software knows how to speak to human beings, okay, or when they dragged in Jack Dorsey and half the people in Congress put a dollar in his coffee cup because they thought it was a homeless guy, Okay, they give them a big scolding about how they do their business. They threaten to take away, you know, Section 230 protections. And then when it's all over, they all go out for a $6,500 lunch at Cafe Milano. And this is why we can't have nice things. I don't doubt that there are people out there pretending to care, but very few of them do. Okay, I'm one of them, but it's because I'm new to media and I have unprecedented access. I might be a fat sellout addicted to pills in five years, probably three based on past behavior. But the point is I will level with you uh, because nobody else really wants to in this day and age. That is correct. 
the show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerds! You're listening to Fox Across America. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We got four days in New York this week, and we are on the road. We're going to be in Oklahoma City, baby. I'm at the Bricktown Comedy Club Friday night, December 9th, Saturday night, December 10th. If you're in the area, if you're in the 405, come on down. If you're in the 918 up there in Tulsa, come on down. Tickets at BricktownComedy.com. The following week, me and Jenny Fallon. Jenny's coming on the road. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're going to be at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, the Fala family will be out there raising holy hell. Friday night, December 16th. Saturday night, December 17th. Tickets for that at SummitCityComedy.com. Come hang out with your radio buddy. Have a few beers. You know what I'm saying? It's, it gets rowdy at these events. We're going to try to rein it in a little bit. But I got a bad feeling it's not going to happen. <laughs> Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are getting ready. We are lacing them up. It's going to be a wild one in this hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallow. Andy Biggs is coming by. He is from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. And you damn well better believe there is a fight going on in the Republican Party. Biggs says under no uncertain terms... Will he vote for Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker? And it's just a veritable food fight now on the Republican side of town. We'll get into it. We will also talk about some craziness as it pertains to 2024 and Joe Biden. Hakeem Jeffries, okay, the guy who is going to replace Nancy Pelosi in the House. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Maybe so. But remember Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries, okay, the guy who tweeted that the 2016 election was stolen. The guy who was recently as last year said Trump wasn't a legitimate president. He now heads the party that claims our biggest threat as a republic are people questioning elections. Democrats are so full of crap. Are they ever? But if we were going to take it a step further, maybe the craziest thing that came out of his mouth is he claims with a straight face that Joe Biden is running in 2024 and they all support him. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to happen either. Biden's a mess, man. I was saying this with Sean Hannity the other night. Um, if you guys watch Sean's show, I, I truly love doing TV with him because he's just great at it. And I was on Hannity the other night. I'll be on Hannity this Wednesday uh, on the Sean Hannity show here on the Fox News channel. Sean is, it's funny, but he's so good and polished at TV that you assume his energy by default. If you watch the hit of me and Sean, it's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. I'm not working at my regular Kool-Aid pace where I roller skate through the wall like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of just talking along like Sean. Honestly, like he makes me better at TV and I will be back on there Wednesday uh, getting more lessons on that show. So if you want to check it out, please do. If you missed the last hit, it's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. But we were talking about the fact that uh, Biden is a president, no serious person believes he's running in 2024. I know he claims he could run in 2024, but as I said, no serious person thinks he's running in 2024. It's a mess right now, and I don't take any joy in saying that because he's the president, and as he goes, we go. But I see so many traits in Biden that I saw in my late great-uncle Sonny who was put into a memory care unit ultimately in that, you know, I'd forget what he was doing and wander around rooms. I mean, my uncle Sonny, to his credit, was never shaking hands with invisible people. 
you know, he was never he never quit talking in the middle of a sentence because he was finished. Biden's lost his marbles. But if you watched any of those pressers with, you know, Emmanuel Macron last week, where our guy's pulling a note card out of his pocket and and, and calling on a pre-selected list of reporters. While the French president is just looking around the room and pointing at people, the contrast couldn't have been any greater. It looks really weak on the world stage. And yes, the media could sweep it under the rug and not acknowledge that it's a thing. But do you know who is acknowledging that it's a thing? Are you ready for it? Every one of our enemies. Bingo. Biden is a weak president. He's weak. What he did in Afghanistan was weak. It got the ball rolling towards what's going on in Ukraine right now. Got the ball rolling on China's military buildup and hopefully not a invasion into parts of Taiwan. I got a bad feeling about this. Hopefully it doesn't come through. But the truth is he does look weak on the main stage. And the idea that anyone thinks he's going to run again is just, you know, these are these are actors. These are clowns. People have no self-respect. The reason they're saying, just so you understand politics, I own a politics to English dictionary. That's why the show works. I know human nature. I have a good horse sense. I understand people. It's what I do. I don't come from any intellectual big background. I went to community college. I was playing video games in my classroom. It's not to say you shouldn't go to community college because you can get transferable credits cheap and take them to one of those bigger schools and save yourself a lot of money. No reason to pay for four years of being taught to hate America. Do two years at a good community college, learn stuff, and then you can spend the other two years being taught to hate America. But stick with me, okay? The reason they're all saying that oh, Biden could run in 2020, Biden's popular. I mean, look at what happened in the midterms. OK, nobody campaigned with him in the midterms. But the reason they're talking about him running in 2024 is they don't want to assume the posture of a lame duck president. That's true. That is true. You know, when a president's in the tail end of a second term, he has no leverage in Washington. He's like, ah, oh, this guy's leaving. We'll work it out with the new guy. That's what goes on. And if Biden announces right now what we all know to be true, which is that he's not running again, he becomes a lame duck president immediately. It becomes much harder for him to rally support for any of these pie-in-the-sky far-left initiatives they're trying to pass. So they're not going to acknowledge he's not running again until he physically has to acknowledge he's not running again. You know, Up until then, he's going to finish the term. And believe me, believe me, there is no circumstance under which they replace him with Kamala Harris because she's horrible. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I mean, Kamala Harris is so dumb she studied for a COVID test. She's an idiot, okay? And I'm not disrespecting her race or her gender. She's just a stupid person with the weird laugh and, you know, the relentless lying. Uh, You've never, when are you going to the border? I've been to the border. You've never been to the border. I've been to the border. You've never been to the border. I've never been to Europe. I don't understand the point. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact-checked. But stick with me. The fact that she is polling as low as she is is why Joe Biden really could go out to the podium tomorrow and tell people he's Batman and they're not going to invoke the 25th Amendment. (laughs) Which brings me to the other side. Oh, man. In the 2024 race, let's have some grown up you and me talk before Andy Biggs comes on. Andy Biggs in a big battle because he wants to be the next House Speaker. He's part of a gang of five that don't think Kevin McCarthy should get the gig. And there's a whole hullabaloo in the Republican Party. So, of course, McCarthy's saying all the right things. I'll boot Adam Schiff off the Intel Committee. He should. Anybody should. 
But he's saying all those things. We can't fight over leadership right now because we got to investigate Hunter Biden, and that would get in the way. Hunter's a dirtbag. He's not wrong that we do need to investigate Hunter Biden. But the point is, yeah, he's going to say the right things. He's trying to hold on to support. Okay, but Andy Biggs will articulate his position as to why he doesn't think McCarthy should be the leader. Stick around. It's coming up in about 20 minutes. The other food fight going on in the Republican Party is between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. Okay, here's Jen Psaki weighing in on MSNBC, where she's now a paid contributor. Congrats to her on the gig. Uh, Flat out saying Trump has an evil charisma that could take him past DeSantis and Pence for 2024. Get her out. Get her out of here. Here it is, clip 18. I think Democrats and sane Republicans underestimate Trump at their own peril because in order for Trump not to win the nomination, there has to be a better alternative. That's how primaries work, right? Ron DeSantis, this may, he's either the savior or he's currently at his peak. Mike Pence, with all due respect, didn't exactly light the world on fire politically before he was selected by Donald Trump to be his running mate. So the question is, who's the alternative? Trump has some evil charisma that helps him win the nomination. <laughs> the nomination process is long. What is going to happen here? And my view is people should not underestimate Any- Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. So the evil charisma could win him the republic. Dun, dun, da. Listen, Jen Psaki, the only thing that would deny Trump the nomination is his personality. Okay, his policies are wildly popular. His policies are exponentially better for the country than Joe Biden's policies. I agree with that. Okay, when you look at the border, when you look at inflation, when you look at the fuel prices, when you look at everything along the way, we're in a really wild spot because they're selling out our economy to all of this stupid far-left environmental crap. I was talking about this on The Five on Friday. Okay, the people who are in charge of climate change are children. Their emotions are their facts. They think they're saving the world. We care about the climate. But they don't understand the industries they're legislating. I've told you this before, but if you want it in a nutshell, climate change is the greatest fundraiser in the history of the Democratic Party. No matter what the message it is, the underlying message is, Please give us money. Okay, first we were going to freeze to death. That was the 80s. We're going to freeze. Please give us money. Then we were going to melt in the 90s. Global warming. Please give us money. And when we didn't freeze and we didn't melt, they're like, it's the climate's changing. The weather's changing. Please give us money. Again, the weather's always changing. The oldest adage in the world is weatherman's the best job to have because you could be wrong 82% of the time. Okay, but you want me to believe we can't pick the weather tomorrow? But we know what it's going to be like in 50 years from now, 100 years from now. Come on, don't bullshit me. They have no idea, but they're decimating. We do know for a fact that they're decimating the fossil fuel industry. And we're kneecapping the American worker in the process because when we killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline, we sacrificed 10,000 American jobs at the altar of environmental virtue signaling. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. They're children. They don't understand the things they're trying to change, the industries they're trying to legislate and regulate. Okay, I've told you this last week, and I've told you this a thousand times. When we cut domestic energy production, understand we produce it cleaner in America than we do anywhere else. So if you care about cutting emissions, if you care about lessening pollution, you should be producing it in America because it's cleaner. When you outsource it to a place like Venezuela, number one, if you're trying to protect democracy, empowering a dictator isn't exactly backing up that claim. 
But number two, they burn it filthier, produce it filthier, and then we need more fuel just to get it back into the country. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, they are crushing us in the Democratic Party. So there's no question that Trump's policies are better. But the reason Trump is going to have a tough time is because of his personality, his evil charisma, as she calls it. I don't believe that. But I do believe his personality, his judgment, his lack of impulse control is what could ultimately throw the nomination to a guy like DeSantis. Where I got to be honest, the Mike Pence, who was on my show last week, if you could get the radio with Jimmy Fallon, Mike Pence on, he'd win the White House in a walk. Wrong. Do you know how many messages I got from people who hate Mike Pence because Trump told them to? But you're like, wow, he was so funny. He was so different. If you didn't hear it, it's on the Fox Cross America pay- Facebook page. I gave him the game ball on our podcast this week. I said Mike Pence was the interview of the week. You ought to be ashamed of Secretary. yourself. But he was because you saw a version of him you don't see anywhere else. Okay, why? Because we're doing something different on this show. We're not here just trying to sell you a party or a political position. We're just here trying to give you real people and let you decide for yourself. That's what we do. But the truth is when it comes to like this whole human nature, Biden's running again. Here's Charlemagne. Okay, Charlemagne the God. His head writer, Charles McBee, you hear him on my show a lot. He will be uh, on Kennedy with me tonight. But here's Charlemagne explaining that Biden hasn't secured the black vote, doesn't, th- hasn't lived up to his promises. Clip 19. Listen, I got to see how the next two years go. You know, personally, I mean, damn near everything they promised black people I haven't seen come to fruition. And, of course, they'll always say that's because of the Senate. The Senate, you know, we don't have the, the right people in the Senate, but the George Floyd Policing Act wasn't passed. You know, um, I still think they could have went way farther on the marijuana thing. I mean, you know, hey, uh, it's it's cool to pardon everybody that's in prison on a federal level for simple possession. But guess what? There is nobody in prison on a a federal level for simple, simple possession. Like you're still the president. Like if you really wanted to, you put it with the stroke of a pen, you know, you could expunge so many different records, you know, and, and, and let so many people out on a federal level. If, if you really wanted to take it there, they, they volunteer these lies. I say this all the time. They volunteer to say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then they get in office and can't get things done. Well, why volunteer to lie? Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? That's what Biden said famously on Charlemagne's show during the run up to the 2020 election. If you have a problem figuring out if you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Get him out of here. Get him out. Because that's the level of entitlement the Democrats do feel to the black vote, that a guy like Joe Biden feels to the black vote. Never mind when we talk about pardoning or releasing marijuana offenders. Okay, there is no one serving federal time for a marijuana conviction. So that was all smoke and mirrors in the run-up to the midterms. Oh, well, we're looking out for the black community. But they didn't deliver anything for them by going with that marijuana legislation, number one. Number two, it's also worth mentioning that most of the people serving federal, uh, federal drug time, you know, serving state drug time, were sentenced under the overzealous guidelines of the 1994 Joe Biden crime bill. Biden wrote that legislation. Biden was part of the Democratic uh, ethos in the late 90s under Bill Clinton that was referring to black black people as super predators. Okay, that's what they were referring to them as behind closed doors and in front of microphones. And then when we got to an all black college, 
Hillary decided she was one of them. I don't feel no ways tired. Now, I don't know that she does feel no ways tired. I think she's ready to run again in 2024. But you know who's not running in 2024? I'm telling you because I care. Joe Biden. Tell him like it is. The show that always has a giant smile on its face. All day long, I just want to make everybody happy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Whoa. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready for some Andy Biggs action in the Fighting Fifth. And Andy Biggs, like a lot of you, knows that Twitter interfered in the 2020 election. But the bigger takeaway is not that Twitter's liberal. We knew that. It's that Biden is corrupt and we should be looking into this. Let me give you the Elon Musk just to reset the shot clock. Here's Elon Musk saying on Friday, this is the very definition of election interference. Clip two. If Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, shutting down dissenting voices, um, on a pivotal election, that is the very definition of election interference. I mean, what the hell else would you, of course, it's like, yes, um, you know, that, that frankly, Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democratic National Committee. It was absurd. That's not right. No, ma'am. Okay, they were. That's what Twitter's doing. That's big tech bias. And, you know, something you've heard me say on this show, because I'm, believe me, playing the long game. Okay, I've been hitting the little Shawshank wall with a rock hammer since 2001, dude. That's when I started doing, like, open mics and then, you know, comedy and cab driving and, oh, my gosh. When people refer to you as an overnight success, it's real. what it really means is, yes, you were willing to work overnight for 20 years till somebody figured out who the hell you were. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. And at this point, still most people don't know who I am, but the point is it's going okay because you work your ass off. But as someone who works long con, as they would say in the sting, okay, I've been saying on this show, Democrats should not be rejoicing that big tech is doing their bidding to help their party. Because if big tech becomes the gatekeepers of who can and can't say things, there could come a day where the shoe winds up on the other foot of the censorship aisle. Now, thankfully, the Democrats aren't there because Elon Musk isn't banning Democrats. He's just saying everybody has a right to free speech. And to be clear, it is the First Amendment in our Constitution. It's the most important amendment out there. Okay, the First Amendment, freedom of speech. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that keeps us from being like all these other countries that are locked up and silenced and pushed around by their government. The government's supposed to work for us. But if the government is allowed to censor what we can and can't critique about their job performance, it becomes very hard for us to hold our employers in check. Okay, that's the issue we're dealing with right now when it comes to, you know, our employees at the Capitol. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. But when it comes to pushing us around, they absolutely know what they're doing. And that's the problem. That's the issue we're dealing with. In this moment, you've got to get mad. Well, we've gotten mad and we've taken back free speech, at least on the Elon Musk side of town. And the Democrats are not happy. You know who else is not happy? Andy Biggs. He's mad at the Democrats. He's mad at Kevin McCarthy. He's not going to pay a lot for this muffler. If you got that reference, congrats on being over 50.
reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. They're playing ZZ Top. This next guest, I don't know that I'd consider him a sharp-dressed man, but I do consider him a sharp guy. We're always honored to have him on. He's, of course, a superstar representative from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona. Representative Andy Biggs is here. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy, what do you mean, wearing a plaid suit out? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've never, to be honest with you, you me and you, we're, you're always making fun of me or I'm making fun of you. Or we're talking like hard <laughs> policy, having a good time. I've never put you through the fashion ringer. There are congressmen that come on my show that have like really spirited discussions. Like Byron Donald says he has the most swag in Congress and that, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Stubbe, Greg Stubbe is the best dressed guy in Congress. But now the youngster, Wesley Hunt, who just got in from Texas, claims that he wins both of those categories. So you've got a little bit of a food fight on your hand when it comes to the fitting room. Hey, you know what? Uh, As long as I get uh, clothes on in the morning, I feel like I'm a sharp-dressed man. It doesn't matter. (laughs) With with this hairline, you could wear anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, man. Well, yeah, I I would tell you, I was kind of like you, too. I never had to do anything in terms of fashion. But then they started putting me on TV, so I started to dress loud to distract from my glaring lack of intellect. And a <laughs> bigs, I'm not even kidding. Like my first two years of hits, I would show up like I might as well have been wearing an Elvis jumpsuit because it would buy me two minutes to discuss <laughs> Then I'd make an analogy about the debt ceiling. And then they'd go to commercial and be like, that guy was pretty good. And that guy didn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing. It's all smoke and mirrors. Oh, man. Yeah. You, you, I needed I needed you advising me about five years ago. Where were you? <laughs> Where were you? Well, I was yeah, I was tunneling my way into here. But um, there's a lot going on there. So first of all, the Twitter thing, I just want to speak to this really quick. Okay, there's a lot of attention being paid to the fact that, yes, Twitter did the Democrats bidding in 2020. And I think we knew that. I don't think we needed an investigation to tell us Twitter was biased. Uh, You know, water's wet. We don't need a special committee on that. And I don't want us to get I don't want to lose the forest through the trees. Isn't, you know, for whatever look into Twitter is going to take place from here, isn't, in my opinion, the bigger issue is the fact that if we're all now going to agree that the Hunter Biden laptop was real, that means we have a potentially compromised president. And shouldn't that be where most of our attention goes? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, you need to be focused on the laptop, the contents of the laptop, and how it relates to the big guy and the business enterprise that is the Biden family. Because mm-hmm. uh, the other stuff's going to come along. I mean, you, you have to take care of the other stuff because if, if the First Amendment free, freedom of speech goes away, then we, you really are in a fascist state. But the bottom line is, uh, you've got a, an even more pressing need, and that's to find out if the, if the president of the United States, who keeps giving these incredible breaks to China, um, is compromised by China. Um, also, don't don't forget about this. There, that family was doing uh, millions and millions of dollars worth of business with the Ukrainians um, uh, before Biden went into the Oval Office. So uh, this is serious stuff. And and you have to get to the bottom of that, um, but but you can't ever forget that you know we had the suppression of free speech and it and it and it it mattered in the election. We yeah, know no it question. In the election. No, it's it's no question. And I've made this case. It's a game changing pass interference call that the referees did not call because it, as it turns out, they had a couple of bucks on one of the teams. I mean, that's just reality. They were pulling for one of the teams. But I think the problem we have now is, 
you know, going backwards, as much as we want them to be held accountable, is worth the pursuit. But I don't want this to become the I don't want this to overshadow what matters, which is if the president's compromised, we're all compromised. And I don't think any objective observer could watch the way Joe Biden has governed on the world stage and feel like America is his top priority. Yeah, no, no, absolutely right. I mean, uh, people say to me uh, that they prefer Joe Biden's foreign policy, and I ask them, well, what is that? And it's being owned by the foreign company, uh, foreign country. That's really (laughs) – But it doesn't call them names on Twitter. That's these people. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. He's not mean. He's not mean. He's just bought – but he is mean. He is mean. I mean – uh, Trump never went in front of the the Independence Hall, lit it up in in, in lights of the of satanic uh, realm, and then said that half of you are are the devil's spawn. He never did that, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but Biden did the the blood red MAGA fascism speech, and then they had to walk exactly. it back. Like three days later, they're like, "Well, he said semi-fascist." Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife and I are semi-pregnant. Come on down. It's like, come on, it's one or the other. It's bananas. Andy Biggs is on the line from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. Now, another story I've been told, Biggs, and I don't know that I'm signing up to buy this, just so you understand, okay, is there are people out there in the media that would have me believe that if we blocked the speaker election of McCarthy, we couldn't go through or we'd be delaying the GOP agenda. Is that true? No. Oh, my gosh. There's been so much other. You notice, notice, Jimmy, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's the only the latest narrative because they've changed their narratives like five times trying to find one narrative that would work uh, to convince the American people that Kevin McCarthy really is the guy that should be the speaker. But the reality is for us to uh, change and have our agenda delayed, you'd actually have to have a forward-thinking agenda to begin with, wouldn't you? (laughs) Just thinking thinking out loud. Well, I I would just say that, of course, that's not true. Of course, that's not true. And, um, you know, the way you, you could speed that up is if, if Mr. McCarthy would say, you know, I really don't have the votes. I'm not going to get the votes. So I'm going to withdraw uh, and, and I'm going to encourage us to, to, to find a different consensus candidate that could go in there and on January 3rd get elected and, and away we go. Well, I know right now. The, the criticism I hear of you you and the five people that are behind you, and I just, you know, just so everybody listening understands where I'm at on this, is I think obviously you guys have every right to fight to the death on this and get it and get it right now because it's a measure twice, cut once scenario. And the yeah. reality is, okay, if we just hand it over to McCarthy, there's no, I mean, he could be saying the right things like we're going to investigate Hunter, okay, we're going to hold people accountable. But they have uh, shown a willingness to pass legislation that a lot more Democrats like than Republicans. So is it fair to call it conservative leadership if a lot of it reads like it's a rubber stamp for liberals? That's exactly right. I mean, you go back for the last eight to 10 years, Kevin McCarthy's been at the top of the heap for leadership here and um, has sent bills on the floor, like say budget bills that the Democrats love, that every Democrat votes for, and, uh, a ha- you know, half of the Republicans vote for or a third of the Republicans vote for or less. And and that isn't really what I call Republican leadership at that point. And so we said, well, how about this? How about before you put a, a, a bill up like that, maybe you should have a majority of the majority. In other words, most Republicans would agree that that's the, the plan that we're going to put up. Mm-hmm. How about doing that? But they, he didn't like that either. And, uh, you, know, you know, here's one thing to think about, Jimmy. You're seeing this in action right now. The, the biggest leverage that, that Congress will ever have 
is the is the purse strings. And mm-hmm. McConnell is about to give up on this omnibus bill. So they're going to have spending mm-hmm. a spending package that goes from today all the way through the entire fiscal year. So we will go 10, 11 months, and we're not going to have that leverage point because McCarthy and McConnell and the Republicans are going to give it up. And uh, the number one strongest leverage where you could not leverage about 90, 95% of your of your policies to try to get your agenda through is going to be gone. And then you're going to be in the 24 presidential election cycle, and they don't do jack squat around here during a presidential election cycle. Well, I wanted to ask you that. Andy Biggs is on the line from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District. In the words of Howard Beale, he is mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. <laughs> it's, he's just had it. We have to preempt everything he says. You don't know what's going to fly out. I mean, it's, it's shocking, the stuff you hear. You just you never yeah. know what Biggs is going to say. Whoa! I'm kidding. That was us playing the beep, just so everybody listening knows. Uh, but this is, I wanted to ask you this, because even as it pertains to Mitch McConnell, I understand he's a powerful guy, knows his way around Washington, but if 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 the whole goal, as we're told, is, well, 2024, we got to take back the country and get it going in the right direction, okay, does anybody in Washington really think it's going to juice Republican enthusiasm if we've just reinstalled a guy who has a 9% approval rating amongst Republicans? I, yeah, I, to me, I, I I know everybody says Einstein said this. I don't know if he said it or who said it, but insanity's doing the same same yeah. thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's, you know, I just I, I've just written an op-ed. It, it hasn't been posted yet, but it, it, I give you five examples in the last two years, just in the last two years, where we could have done something different with a, with a leader who really wanted to fight and, and take us to the mat. But but now but now we're hearing what you're hearing is my opinion is performance right it's, it's performance art because because he's challenged he didn't want to do any of this he did, wouldn't talk to any of us um, when we first uh, offered this type of stuff you know rules changes etc four months before the election had no no because we're going to win by thirty forty seats but a thirty four percent majority we don't need those guys comes out and he's got like a five seat majority he's like nah I wonder what they want better talk to him. That's what we call performance art. You don't know if it's going to be real or not. And uh, what we have seen in the past has been uh, a real demonstration of where he is, and that's that's to give in. I mean, we, we, we did more Democrat budgets during the Trump years than we did uh, Trump budgets. That's, that's, and a, that's, that's a great point. That's well, a problem. Well, let me tell you, something I've seen in the media, specifically in conservative media, is what they try to do to justify whatever dissent you guys are showing is you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, they just need to play team ball right now. But in my opinion, and I, this is me speaking from afar, I think when they say team ball, yeah, they mean the party. They mean the establishment. It's not necessarily the team ball of the American people. Like the goal is not, and this is what everybody forgets, the goal is not to get Republicans elected. The goal is to get them elected and have them affect positive change for the country. If this is just as simple as who's in power and who gets the best lobbyist dinner, like I would run if I didn't have to do anything. And that's my concern is I feel like too many people aren't planning on doing anything. Yeah, well, that's that's right. I mean, what so what's the purpose? Of, I, purpose of the establishment is to make sure that they stay in power 
Um, and if every once in a while it's, uh, something happens to be good, you know, for the American people, whoa, hey, that's serendipity. That just happened. But it doesn't matter because the goal for the establishment is to be the establishment. And that's why you have an establishment. Because when you get an opportunity, think about this, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So, so a couple of years ago, we're in the minority. And I say, hey, you know, we need to change the leadership. Oh, no, Andy, you can't change the leadership here because, you know, we're in the minority. You know, that would be a bad, bad, bad sign to the American people. Okay, well, then now during the election cycle, they said we're going to have 30, 40 uh, seat majority. I said, well, we should probably change the, the, the deal because that's going to be uh, change the leadership because, the, because people want us to make a change. It'll be a sign that they want us to make a change. Oh, no, you can do that because, you know, McCarthy will have deserved it. He needs to stay, and we're going to keep the same leadership. And they said, okay, well, now we've got this, this fairly small by, uh, majority, and it's time to make a change. This is our last time to make a change. This is a change where the conservative voices can actually leverage change. <laughs> oh, no, Andy, you can't make a change. <laughs> so, so, so you can never make a change is what they're telling you. It's, and that's how you know the, it's the establishment because the establishment is saying you can never, ever make a change. It's the unit party, the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it. You can never make a change in leadership, and we never want to change trajectory. We're going to go off the cliff together. If you're in the Democrats' car, they're going to go off at 100 miles an hour. If you're in the Republicans' car, we're going to go off at 75 miles an hour. That's what I'm saying. You've got to make a change. (laughs) The difference is – this is the real difference. Are you ready for it? The Democratic car is going to be electric. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good news for them is it's going to run out of charge. Before it goes over the cliff. <laughs> At least they'll live. Us, I've been yeah. sticking up for fossil fuels this whole time, but they're going to get me off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, so. I, I, I respect you standing your ground on this. I would imagine at some point they want to tamp this thing down, and you guys are going to get a real sweetheart offer to shut up and play ball. Hopefully you don't, you don't sell out right away, Biggs. I, I'm, not, I'm telling you, I have faith in you. <laughs> But if, if you're selling out, I want a piece of that Cafe Milano dinner or wherever they're taking you. I want some of that good food. <laughs> you got it, man. All right. You get the breadsticks, baby. I'm going to go browse the breadsticks. You stop it. There's a few million people listening to the show. I'm going to go browse the menu right now. You you have a great day, my friend. Keep playing good ball. Right. See ya. Thanks, Jimmy. There he goes, Representative Andy Biggs. You listen to the point he's making, by the way. You're being told as a voter you can't change the leadership in your own party. And he's not lying. Like Mitch McConnell, I really think about this. I don't know Mitch McConnell. He's never been on the show. I don't know him. But I don't owe anyone my loyalty. I am the employer. They are the employee, okay? They're the employee. We keep forgetting this as politicians, as as voters, okay? In a republic, okay, we get to do the hiring and firing. But there are end-arounds in Washington that deny us say into certain aspects of how our government functions. Okay, yes, we ultimately elect the guys to go to Washington who choose Mitch McConnell as the party leader. But the fact remains the guys we chose to make that decision have just reinstalled a man with a 9% approval rating. Think about that. When it comes to McCarthy, I don't know McCarthy. He's been on the show before way back when. Okay, but I have seen him go along to get along with a lot of big establishment things in Washington. He's saying all the right things now, and it'd be great if he followed through on them. But the reality that we need to make this decision is just this cut and dried because we got to get on with our lives thing. That's more about people having access to power, wanting to consolidate it and get the job done 
than it is giving us a voice and properly vetting every one of these leadership positions. Mitch McConnell, again, everything you need to know about there being an establishment and there being everyone in Washington going along to get along, a guy with a 9% approval rating just got the gig. Understand, if this is football, Mitch McConnell has just gone 3-13 and 13 on the season. And that might be a decent record right now if you're a Houston Texans fan. But the rest of us call that a lousy team. Yet here we are announcing a press conference to give him another contract extension because we're all, you know, happy with this 3-13 and 13 performance we're getting out of these guys. I mean, dude. That was the worst thing I ever heard. Exactly. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Santa is coming. Some might say an early gift is the fact that I'm hosting Kennedy tonight on the Fox Business Network. Mm. All right. Such a tough crowd around here. But the point is, if you want to spend a little more time with your radio buddy, you got options. I'm hosting Kennedy tonight at 7. Uh, tomorrow night, you will see me on Gutfeld at 11 o'clock on the Fox News Channel. Wednesday, me and Sean Hannity getting the band back together on his show. Thursday, I will be on the Faulkner Focus with the great Harris Faulkner. She can't wait to have me on. That is offensive, and it is not true. And then, of course, Friday, you can hang out with me in person. We'll be down in Oklahoma City. I will be at the Bricktown Comedy Club Friday and Saturday. Tickets for that available at BricktownComedy.com. Love Love to see you there and get rowdy. Understand, if you're at Bricktown or you're coming out the following week to the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, you're going to meet your friend. You're not meeting like, oh, that's the guy from TV. Dude, there is no difference between this me and the me you meet in person. I'm just telling you now. You're going to meet me. You're like, oh, I feel like I know you my whole life because you kind of do. I'm a regular guy. That's the superpower. You can't fake this. You can't build it in a lab because anybody who thought I was a good idea wouldn't have been allowed into the lab to begin with. I admire your honesty. No, they would have been like, what? Wait, you think that chubby cab driver with a community college degree should be on a mass media platform? Have you ever had a check? That's what they would have said to you. But what I'm saying to you is farewell. The show's over. Pay up. Get out. I'll see you on Kennedy night if you can make it. Either way, we're back here tomorrow. Until then, be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.